Good morning, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. Compliments of the season, guys. Compliments, Compliments. of the season. First, first uh, points, I mean, first point away from home for a long time and looking at also not conceding a goal. You know, it took a lot of positives and negatives, you know, going to Freddie's last game in charge as interim coach. Um, you know, the positives defensively handled things much better than we've been doing in previous games. Of course, we were shaky at times. There were, you know, pockets of uh, the game where everything were forcing their way through. But, I mean, look, they weren't really causing Bernd Leno really any, uh, you know, scares. And then the negatives really was, there was still no cutting edge to the team. I don't know how you saw things. No, definitely no cutting edge. And I'm hoping Arteta can, you know, bring that to the team. It seemed like we kind of went, more uh, we don't want to lose this game yeah. approach so that we seemed a bit blunt but we, we let's face it like compared to other games we seemed a bit more organized but I think that's just one of Everton's off days as well because Everton didn't seem them fluid self they also seemed like you know I think we were in the same kind of patch with you know new managers coming in old managers coming out you would have expected a bit more from both teams trying to impress but I think maybe Arteta would have been a bit happier with it too, just that there was a slight improvement in the Gunners and also not conceding away from home since probably the was it the first day of the season against Newcastle. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just think it was also a case of, uh, you know, the players now knowing he's watching them, you know, as, like closely as a hawk because everybody know now they, they uh, you know, playing for, you know, spots available and I think everybody also has now opportunity to fight their way into the squad, even if they weren't, you know, say, used uh, by Freddie or by Una Emery. I think um, Granit Xhaka had a, a good game compared to his usual standard. I think, you know, I know he's, he probably could be on his way out, but, you know, it just shows that if you use him in the correct manner or, you know, play the the players around him, and he keeps it simple as well, you could have a much better Granit Xhaka than, you know, the, the one we've seen who tries to do things fancy all the time. Yeah, I mean, he really impressed me. Even though I saw Callum Chambers got man of the match, but I like for me, it was, I fully agree with you. Uh, for me, it was Xhaka. Because, I mean, he cut out that error, you know, that, that error strewn ways of his. And also, as you were mentioning, he kept things very basic. He kept the game ticking and, and you know, flowing what we are actually looking for. And, and, and if he can keep that type of performance up, who says Arteta doesn't give him a, a go? I know we do need another defensive midfielder because Xhaka is more like your Chabi Alonso type guy. You know, I'm not saying he's like the exact same mold, but he he can he can break up the play and he can give his distribution very nicely if he keeps it basic. But the moment he loses laps of concentration, that's when Ed is coming to his game and he dives into silly challenges. So for me, you know, give the guy full marks and. Credit with you, we've always slated Xhaka when he's not been on top of things, but this time, actually, you can say he held his hand up nicely. And no, another person that also deserves some credit is also um, Saka coming in at, at left-back because, you know, we've already lost now both uh, left-backs, I think, um, with Tierney out still for what's it, two and a half months. And then we lost Colosinas with ligament ankle, ligament, ligament damage, till probably end of January, early February. So, I think that is going to be a point of concern also for, for Arteta coming into the January window because some, some sort of 
option needs to then come to the fore because either we're going to have to dip into the transfer market or we go the other cheaper option where we, uh, this left back that's also making headlines in the youth team, uh, Joel Lopez, who came in from Barcelona, I think, a year or so ago. Who everybody's like tipping him to be also, you know, the next Bellerin, but at fullback now, at left back. So let's see how that now works out because, you know, I don't think we can go even into, a, say, a full January with no first choice left back. No, it's not going to work out. We've seen it happen before when you try to put it square pegs in the round holes. It just ends up turning ugly. And you end up turning on the player that's, you know, been given the task to to play at left back, but it's not the left back. I mean, it's unfair criticism as fans, but, you know, as a fan, if somebody messes up, you're going to hop on him because you know he's a professional player. But I think, let's see what Arteta does. Let's see if Arteta is going to go the route of try to fit the square pegs in the round holes or if it's going to be like, I want that player, oh, I want this position. So, yeah, like I said, special, specialized in that position and no ifs or buts. Ironically, this game with Everton, you would have expected there to be so much goals since both teams were leaking leaking goals for fun. Yeah, because um, this actually now leads to my point that I'm put now across was um, at the end of the game, um, Arsenal had two shots on target, Everton actually had zero. So either way, as calamitous as our defence is, they actually did hold them at bay, you know, not having free pot shots, which was normally like, you know, open season on our goal. Yeah, that's a massive improvement. It should be, what, 19 shots, 18 shots. Yeah. So I think Una Emre's uh, strategy has been ironed out a bit of allowing the teams to shoot. So if that's one thing that we cut out, I mean, Arteta can hopefully start from the back and we slowly work our way forward. But we do need goals again. We've been, like you said, very barren in front of the uh, polls. So, you know, this also leads us now into the next game, uh, Bournemouth this afternoon. Uh, you know, playing a game, uh, an away game. But I think this time, look, everybody knew with that Everton game, both teams are going to be on tender hooks. So, like, you know, with new coaches overlooking the game and the interim coaches, the final game. Whereas I think now you're going to have, you know, the established area up against now, you know, almost like the newbie, uh, Arteta. So that is for me going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out because now almost like Arteta can express to the fans or and to the players what his brand of football is going to be. Look, we were expecting, you know, that anticipation was there for Freddie when he came in. You know, after what we saw with with, with uh, Emery, and then it's almost like everybody was saying, you know, I'm actually looking at the same sort of football that was causing us all those problems. Even though you know, it was definitely for you know putting his hand up and taking over that role, which surely was not easy. But I think now today should give us some sort of idea, or you know, almost like a sneak peek into the head of uh, Arteta, what he's now got planned with the squad. Because look, from what we've seen also in in the training clips is past week, he's coming down very hard on them. I mean, this is something that you didn't really see even in, in I know it's an edited version of things, but you also didn't see Emery, you know, take people to task in front of the cameras, whereas Arteta is doing that. Yeah, you you, you told me that one um, where, like I said, you know, try to do things fancy on Arteta, like called him one side and told him to keep it basic. That for me stood out a lot because it shows that we need to get the basics right first before we can do the flicks and tricks and things like that. So 
I'm happy that Arteta is focusing on basics first and, you know, trying to move from there. And I mean, you know, I used to always tell you, even whether it's on the podcast or private messages, you know, when they ask us to do the, the rondos under Emery, it's, you know, laughing and, and you know, extra fancy flicks and tricks. And, and when I was watching him, he was telling them, you know, stop taking all that extra touches on the ball, just get it like, off your feet. Because one thing I also remember when I was watching some of the, the sessions, you now the past week, you know, they were playing a sort of draw where they have to win the ball back in, I don't know, like 30 to 45 seconds. And if you failed, then the, the losing team will have to do almost like push-ups and stuff like that as punishment. So I think we needed you... to uh, this iron fist almost. Mm. But yeah. what, 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 like, you know, with Arteta coming in now, do you, what is your expectation of him coming in now? Do you, would you want to say, you know, he gets us a top four spot or wins us the Europa League or wins us the FA Cup? Or, or what, do you, what are you wanting from this season now till the end with, with Arteta? Uh, at the moment, when you see the sort of the level of football or the, you know, the style of football that the top four are playing, it's the sort of football that, you know, it's going to take a while to get this squad, which is already, you know, you don't know if the squad must be, uh, you know, dismantled or whatever, or what he can still get out of the squad. So I'm very cautious with just saying, oh, yeah, top four. Because I think for us now, it's like step by step just to get into, you know, between fifth and seventh right now. Just thinking of it. Because, I mean, look, we we already dangling in 11th. And who would have thought we're going into, like, the Christmas period in sitting in 11th position? Uh, it's, it's, it's really bad. I mean, it could have been worse the way we were going, but hopefully Arteta sets his team up against Eddie Howe, who also doesn't try to hide behind defensive game. Eddie Howe is a very attacking coach, so he's going to give it to Arsenal, and you know, Arteta, if he's, he, has he done his homework? Because he seems like a astute guy that will do his homework, and, you know, working under Pep as well, it's going to be very interesting, like you mentioned, to see what Arsenal's going to come out. Are they going to come out? Are they going to come out defensive? Are they going to be a bit more pragmatic? Because I read an article where Arteta was happy with the football with Wenger, but he at times wasn't happy by the way that Wenger never went the pragmatic way when it needed to happen against certain teams. So you're going to maybe see a balance. I think Emre was a bit too pragmatic, but I think maybe... Uh, Arteta is the new style of coaches that will adjust accordingly to the situation. But I mean, look, uh, I'm just having a look at the stats again. Yeah, both teams actually also coming to this match this afternoon, also in very poor form. I mean, uh, uh, Bournemouth have uh, one win in, in five and they lost others. And Arsenal come in with two losses, one win and two draws. So, well, not the best of form for both yeah. teams, so... I think that's, you know, you for both teams, to be honest, it's a game you would want to play to yeah. maybe get your, your, your new year, just before the new year, up and running. And Arsenal need the, need the points. I mean, Chelsea and Man United coming up shortly. You don't want to be falling behind because, let's be honest, those two games are not going to be easy for Arteta and for Arsenal Football Club as well. You could very well end up zero out of six points in those games and then you kiss your top four hopes goodbye. I mean, uh, my personal aim is, of course, I'm sure any Arsenal fan, you know, one, like from the next three games, one to win against Bournemouth, one to win against Chelsea, and one to win against Man United. Or, I mean, I mean, for me, also, worst case scenario, I would even think take 
you know, two wins and one draw. But I think we need to get as many points, as you know, said, we need to start clocking up the points on the board now because there's no use you going to the new year and you still have, a, you know, a big deficit to catch up on. And, and I think also for today with us already on a minus three uh, goal difference, we need to sort balance that out in order to get into the pluses. Because it's, it's also embarrassing that that factor having that thing float over in as well, and also back to you know with the game, uh, some key players also miss, missing you know today for for uh, Bournemouth because the key defender uh, Diego Rico he was suspended now after that uh, red card last week, so and I mean he's been the eye flyer the, you know the rock in defence and also. Harry Wilson of that, that's on loan from Liverpool he's been banging in the goals for them also the top goal scorer. He's also now, you know, sidelined for today's game. So, it's you know, the, the chance, the opportunity is there for Arsenal to, you know, lay a marker. It's, it's up for grabs. If they really want it, they'll take it. It can to also be good to see if the players are going to be up for it. Because previously, a game like this, I think Bournemouth would be licking their lips. But Arsenal's going to be like... Very unpredictable now. You're not going to know what Arsenal's going to come. You don't, we don't know anything about Arteta. We don't know his coaching style. We don't know anything. So, for Eddie Howe, it's a difficult game to prepare for because what are you going to prepare for? You don't know. So, for me, I think that's Arsenal's advantage in this game for once. Now, we switch our attention now to the talking points and transfer news section. Uh, at the moment, I don't know if you saw in the media, there's quite a few of our players that are, you know, linked with moves away from Arsenal because from what the word going around is, Arsenal have also been telling Arteta, look, there are going to be some funds available for players, but he can also help with a transfer kitty by, you know, saying, you know, which players to go, you know, can go, whatever. So at the moment, Xhaka has been linked to Hertha Berlin, who are now owned by some multi-millionaire in Germany. And I think he's now... This, this owner of, of um, Berlin, he's already told Klinsmann, look, you can have your pick of players that you want to build this squad up the way you want. And I mean, Klinsmann is seemingly a fan of Grand Xhaka. Then also, Ozil, I think we mentioned it last week, at Fenerbahce, thing is still floating about, about uh, them taking him on loan for half a season. Since, I mean, I think he's still too expensive to take, you know, right out. And then Mustafi has also been linked to Bologna. And I think that, that could also work for him because... Look, he had a stint also, if people remember, when he was at Sampdoria about eight years ago, something like that. So, he, you know, it could also be an ideal league also for him where he can actually play and be, you know, almost like express himself better than so what's needed at Arsenal. And then there's still those links about Torreira, not, not feeling that, you know, assured at Arsenal, even under probably the new coach. So, a possible return to Italy for him as well. And then of course, we all know about Aubameyang and Lacazette, where the rumours are still rife that, you know, neither will sign the contract extensions. And I think with, with January coming around, we could actually see how the club move forward from here. Because I think the maximum money you're going to get for both players now is going to be in the January window. Because you're already knocking whatever fee you want by off or so if, you know, next summer comes around. But do you take that risk and get rid of a bombing and like I said, or do you try to keep one of them at least? Because I think they've been now goal scoring machines over the past few seasons. So do you take that risk and rebuild without them or do you try to hold on to them? And also with regards to what happened to this context story of that Raul 
sell or did sell me or did Vinay that said that if Arsenal like they need to re-sign or with two years left in the contract or something like that, they need to resign or they're going to yes, get but, sold. So what's happening but, now with Aubameyang? That is the fact now because we are almost like entering. I think next season will be the final year, so that's why they want movement now already. That is why they they're pushing if they're gonna because there are already players being lined up. If this thing shouldn't happen, where they're gonna have to be sold on because I think that that Musa, I don't know what Sam Dembele at Lyon, he is linked at the moment as, as one as a striking alternative, and I think. You know, where as much as as Salmeen and they may have been getting on my nerves with Sol, you know, the, the, also the, the recruitment phase of the club in certain aspects, not all, but certain aspects, this could also, you know, be also a big marker for them to lay if they can assure, look, if you don't want to be on board on this thing, on this journey, then it's best if we, you know, cash in on you. And I think that is how it's, at the moment it's playing out. You, you know, I, I'm actually sad that we let Aaron Ramsey go. If you look at the players, like Uzzel, the wages he was on, you could have shifted him off and added maybe even half of that wages to Ramsey's current salary package. And I'm sure he would have been happy because he could have been a big player that, you know, Arteta could have used to build the team around. He's a team player, a good leader, and he could have well been the Arsenal captain. But it's just unfortunate that. The, the potential of him wasn't seen to add that n- new contract to him or the amount he wanted. But you know, this is also where the Arsenal board that even offered Ozil that sort of money, how weak they were, because look, they were trying to almost like out poker Alexis Sanchez, and I mean, they ended up shooting themselves in the foot because it's like Ozil's people, like he's, he's you know, his agent, and they were all waiting in the wings because they knew if, if uh, the money gets blown off for, for what Alexis wanted, that money's going to fall straight into Ozil's lap. And I think that is where they lost all sorts of credibility by me as an Arsenal board. You know, Gazidis, Wenger, and more. It's just a pity we, we, we lost out Alexis Sanchez. Yes, his career like took a downward spiral badly after he left Arsenal, but a guy like him could have been used because no matter what the circumstances, he always gave uh, 120% like that unlike this current crop at the moment that just don't seem to be asked, no pun intended. So, you know, I'll switch your attention now also now to the Arteta's coaching staff that's now also been named. Uh, you know, Freddie will stay on as assistant coach, but also joining him will be Alex Stavenberg, who's assistant coach of Wales, and also with that uh, stint at Man United and under, uh, especially under the, the uh, Louis van Gaal reign. Uh, then also comes in as assistant is Steve Round. He was part of the coaching staff at Newcastle and Everton, and even under uh, David Moyes at Man United. And then as for the goalkeeper coach, uh, uh, Inaki Pavon comes in. He joins from Brentford. Uh, he's also got you know uh, goalkeeper schools. I think in Barcelona. Also very highly respected by Arteta, and I think that is why he, he will now come in and join Sal Bibo as goalkeeping coach. So, you know, let's hope this now also, you know, pans out with, for the positive. It makes me a bit nervous when you mention those two guys at Man United that were at Louis van Gaal's reign and David Moyes' reign. It wasn't the most successful reigns out there, but let's give them a shot at Arsenal. Okay, you didn't need to now be the reign of the reign on my parade. <laughs> 
No, no, but I just, I just thought about it. You know, you don't. Uh, they, they, at the moment, that doesn't set my um, confidence on fire yet. But like I said, you, ne- you, you don't know how it's going to be under Arteta, new leadership, new team, new okay. everything. Let me put it like this: You saw what they had to work with under those men. <laughs> it's not like I think with this crop of players. I mean, of course, they are. Is I've been. Harping on the last few weeks, uh, you do have a, a better uncoachable players, <laughs> which I'm not going to mention again. People, are, I'm sure they listen to the podcast, know who I'm talking about. But other than that, I mean, if you think of, of the sort of youngsters that are developing, and and when you see somebody like Ryan Geeks annoyed at Arsenal for snatching this guy now, it tells you a lot. You know, it would be fine if somebody said, oh, yeah, he can go and stuff like Because look at Ed Pip. He said Arteta could go, but the guy was moaning, you know, the days after that Man City said, ah, Arsenal are doing, uh, or pulling it dirty on them and stuff like that. So that, I think that sort of attitude needs to come back to the club, you know, where people do, because I think when you, you get liked, it's almost like a, a case of apathy where people just feel sorry for you. Yes, and, you know, too they, nice. They, yeah, because you're too nice in it. But when you come with a, with a, this almost like a skullduggery approach about things, then you know you're on the way to something. Look at that Jurgen Klopp at first. He was loved by many. The minute he started getting a successful team, now he's despised as a coach. Yeah, I, I don't know. Those fans need to look at themselves because I, <laughs> I really like the the guy still. You know, he, he's one of the, like he's he has his antics, but he's not like a Mourinho, for example. Sorry for those who like Mourinho, yeah. but uh, I like Jurgen Klopp, and I think he's a good testament to look at that things are going to take time. You're not going to see Arteta come in and Arsenal are going to be playing free-flowing football mm. and winning trophies. It's a, a phase. Let's hope it's a successful phase, but yeah. he needs to obviously iron out his, his team. Who does he want? He does he want to kick those X, Y, and Z out, putting in the likes of maybe a Wolford Zaha, just like um, Klopp did with Mane, and then bring in a one-year-old, someone in the... like. You need to also bring in those Premier League ready players as well to kind of start the engine going. Because you can't like bring in a Pepe and uh, those type of players who've been, who don't know what the Premier League's about and expect them to make a massive difference. Not every player is going to be like a Santi Cazola that's going to set the Premier League alight on their first game. And I mean, you know, you can also look at it also. This one I just want to add into what you were saying. When you think when Klopp came in, that Lovren was like one chaotic defender. And I mean, I'm not saying he's a, a world-best defender. But I mean, if you think of what, when he has come in, that guy is almost like, you know, walk the walk already now. Like he knows. And I mean, like when, you know, when a player like that also knows he's got the belief or the trust of the coach, you can actually see it in the performance. And all of a sudden, Lovren has become almost like a, 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 a one minute, he's like, you know, one foot out of the door. Next minute, he's like, especially now with, with Mati, when he got that injury, now he's almost like a stalwart now in the defense. And, you know, they're getting the results still. Yeah, 100%. And just the way Klopp, like, I don't know, hopping on Klopp all the time, but just the way Klopp eventually sorted his team out, he got rid of Coutinho, you know, maybe Arsenal get rid of Aubameyang and we might be upset about it. But Coutinho, everybody was shocked. Like, how can you get rid of your best player? But look what he did. He bought Van Dijk and then in the other window in the summer window he got Allison. So he kind of then started building his back line, sorting out these key members there. And then you know eventually moved to the midfield and went further forward. 
But that should Arsenal need right now. If we need to get rid of Aubameyang, I mean, if his attitude and his heart's not there at the club, you can't keep him. Unfortunately, I would love to keep him. But if you have somebody that's not going to sign, that doesn't want to fight for the cause anymore, then you have to move on. And then Arsenal, like you said, splash that money on potential yeah. centre-backs or another left-back or defensive match. So we can be a tougher to beat team. You win 1-0 for like 30 games of the season, 1-0. You're up there in a title race. I'm not saying we're going to be in a title race, but you know it's not about winning 5-2, 6-2 or 7-0. It's about getting your defensive discipline correct and moving from there. And I mean, as you said, now, you know, the club also needs to support Arteta now because if you're going to give him that, 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 say that three-year deal that he's not got, you know, let him take that three years, but also, you know, it's for me, it's also hand in hand. If Arteta shows, look, this team, there is that potential to do something big with the team, plus, you know, bring in players, then, you know, I'm all for that club now pushing, you know, with a money factor, like, you know, pumping it up. But when I look at, at as we said with, with what you added earlier on with regards to Emery, I think he almost like got caught up in everything and he got lost. Like, he didn't have his own brand of football to, you know, put across to the fans, to win over fans, nor did it win over players. And I mean, it, it became a case of us just being overly cautious in everything we're doing. And all that being overcautious also led us to, to fail at the back. It's like, you know, also with Wenger, we are too gung-ho. With Una Emre, we became too cautious. Mm. So let's hope Arteta kind of mixes the two to, of, type of approaches. Be gung when you need to be, but also be pragmatic when it needs to be. I mean, you don't start three defensive midfielders at home. Mm. You know, that, that shouldn't be the thing, but you also can't start three attacking mids when you're playing at the Etihad. It just needs to be a balance, and hopefully our defensive midfielders aren't caught on the half moon of or the half circle of the opposition's box instead of defending our defense. I mean, if all those things come right, see some improvements today against Bournemouth, I'm sure we'll like look at it and go, okay, if this is the way forward, I'm happy. So I'll put the wrap on the podcast now. Um, Let's just hope we get the three points today. I mean, it's something just real positive. You know, let us see some Ateta-branded football. And we'll see you guys in a couple of days when we do the next podcast on the 28th of December. Hope you guys have a fantastic Boxing Day. Enjoy the football. Bye. Enjoy the festivities, guys.